Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. Hallelujah. While you're standing, take your Bibles and turn with me, please, to the book of John, chapter 10. And when you get to the book of John chapter 10, stick one finger there and then go back over to the book of Psalms. And we're going to go to Psalm 23. Eric. Eric. Brett. I'm so sorry, man. Is there Eric in the house? Give me that blessing back. Brett. Yes. God's got you, buddy. Amen. Man, I'm so excited to see Teen Challenge here today. Amen. Listen, they, they wasn't supposed to be back. Last Sunday was supposed to be their last Sunday, isn't that right? Y'all supposed to be somewhere else? Hallelujah. That's it. But God. But God. Amen. Amen. We appreciate... Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Brian and, and that team down there and the work they're doing. and Man, we're so honored to have you guys with us today. Amen. Amen. All right. John chapter 10, and then go over to Psalm 23. I've told some of you earlier, I can't shake Psalm 23. I thought I had covered it uh, last Sunday. The Holy Spirit just continued to bring me back to this. And I really believe today is, is, a, is a specific word for somebody that's here this morning that I want to share. Uh, Psalm 23 and verse 1. The Lord, everybody say the Lord, the Lord is, my is my shepherd. shepherd. Alright, let's say that again. The Lord, the Lord is, is my, my shepherd. Not talking about my neighbor, not talking about my grandma and grandpa. I'm talking about he is my shepherd. That's a big deal there, guys. He is my shepherd. Because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. All right. Now I want you to catch verse two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Listen to this. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We're going to stop right there. And I want to focus on two words that I've used. One, uh, they're actually the same words. Verse 2, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And in verse 3, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I want to talk to you for just briefly this morning on the subject of the shepherd's leading. The leading of the shepherd. Now I'm going to tell you something this morning. I said what I said earlier about the word of God will not return void. It will accomplish what it's meant to accomplish. I didn't say that just to be saying it. 
I said it because Holy Spirit spoke that to me this morning to say that word to you. And I believe today that there are those that are listening to this message this morning that God is going to give you revelation from that word. And there's some things that you've been tied to, that you've been bound to, that you've not been able to overcome. And I believe today that today is your day. God's going to give you a revelation this morning, and you're going to say, wow. It's like that commercial used to come on. You're going to have a V8 moment. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go ahead and sit down. Just go ahead and sit down. He is my shepherd. He is the one that leads me. When we talk about that word lead, that word leads when when. The, the Word of God says in Psalm 2 that He leadeth me beside the still waters. In verse 3, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. That word lead is a word that describes He governs me. He guides me. He leads me forth into something else. Listen, you cannot be led into something until you're being led out of something, all right? And so when we talk about he leads me, first of all, we're saying the shepherd governs my life. He governs my life. My sins of my past, once I make him the shepherd of my soul, the sins of my past, no longer govern my life. The sins, the, the addictions of my past, once Jesus becomes the shepherd, the one that is governing my life, the one that is guiding me, the one that is directing me, you see, just the thought of a shepherd leading me is telling the world that I'm being led out of something into something. So he is governing my life. And so what, what we, we talk about, whosoever the Son sets free, he's free indeed. We talk about how Jesus takes our sins and scatters them as far as the east is from the west. We, we talk about how the blood of Jesus redeems us from our destruction and redeems us from a life of sin and breaks the curse of sin and, and destroys the yoke of bondage in our lives. And, and we talk about that. That is the shepherd. He is my shepherd. He led me out of my bondage. He led me out of my struggle and my sin, and he's leading me into green pastures, and, and he's restoring my soul. Amen. That sounds good, don't it? That, that Man, you would think that if you said that, and there were people listening that were in bondage to sin, they wouldn't even wait. You wouldn't even wait till two hours later uh, that when I finished my message, you'd get here now and say, God, I, I want what pastor's talking about. Man, tell me how to get that shepherd because I'm so sick and tired of the bondage in my life, of the struggle in my life, of the pain in my life, and of the depression in my life. God, let me find the shepherd that he can lead me out of that mess into a green pasture. You see, we hear 
and we talk about the power of God to deliver and the power of God to break the bondage. Psalm 34 and verse 4 says, I, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. And we talk about that and, and, and we, we preach about that. But yet, for some reason, there are many people that are not experiencing the, the deliverance that God wants you to have. It, it could be that you've, you've had just a little taste of God, but you've never really understood how to submit your life to the authority of the shepherd. You see, I want to share some, something with you this morning that, that God is who he said he is. His word is still powerful today. There is not a problem in heaven or let me say it like this. The problem that you are dealing with does not mean there is a problem in heaven. The reason that you are still dealing with your mess. Because you cannot seem to get out of the bondage that you're in does not mean that God is still uh, not forgiving you or he no longer breaks the yoke of bondage. In other words, there is not a breakdown in heaven. God has not had a nervous breakdown because of all the sin on the, on the earth. God is not uh, having to pop a pill to, to give, calm his nerves because of all the stuff that's going on around us. But listen, heaven is still heaven. It has always been heaven, and, and it will always be heaven. There is still 24 elders that are going around the throne even right now that are crying out. Out to him that sits on the throne holy 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 Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come the problem is ladies and gentlemen that we have misunderstood when we talk about the shepherd because when you talk about the Lord is my shepherd there are two things that you need to understand one is that if he is your shepherd, then it is imperative or it is absolutely necessary that you come under the authority of the shepherd. This is going to be a little bit hard. But I'm not apologizing. The problem in the American church today and with many American people is that we don't want to submit to the authority of a holy God. I'm going to just I'm going to just dig on that a little bit. Can I? You see I have put my whole life my faith, my trust, I have built my family, I have built my children, I have, uh, Judy and myself have built our marriage. We built everything on this book. 
We have discovered that when everything else around us is falling apart, this book is still We have discovered that when, when we have no control and no power over a situation, we have discovered that we can begin to declare the words of this book over our lives and that God is faithful to come through and move. Why? Because this is his book. This is his word. This is his covenant. I'm, I'm having trouble. See, what I'm saying is that, that we're not perfect and we've not arrived yet. But what I am understanding more and more in my life that I submit to the authority of the shepherd. And the shepherd speaks to me out of this book. He tells me where he wants to lead me out of this book. When I read Psalm 23 that talks about he leads me uh, into green pastures and, and he leads me beside the still waters. My faith, Brother Winston, locks a hold of that word. And when my life is filled with chaos, when I feel myself uh, needing something to drink that, that Desanti or, or Aquafina can't satisfy, when I feel myself getting a little bit dehydrated, I go to the Word of God and I begin to declare the Word of God because I understand that when I'm doing that, I'm submitting to the authority of the shepherd in my life. And if he is my shepherd, ooh, I'm having trouble staying on my... So, number one is you need to understand, you need to submit to the authority of the shepherd. The second thing is that it is very simple. Just follow the shepherd. We used to sing this old song, Where He Leads, I Will Follow. And I don't know the rest of it, but you understand what I'm saying. You see, Holy Spirit began to speak to me last week with this question, and Holy Spirit said, what is your motivation for, for following the shepherd? In other words, when we say the Lord is my shepherd, what, what is motivating you to say that and this is what Holy Spirit began to talk to me about the word motivation is the reason that I do something it is it is the reason uh, for my actions it is, it is the reason for my attitude what motivates me why what is motivating me to be a Christian. What is motivating me when I say the Lord is my shepherd? What is my motivation, Brother Chris? In other words, what is behind the words that are coming out of my mouth? What, are, what, is, what is causing me to behave in that particular way? It is my incentive. My, my motivation is my incentive. It is my stimuli. It is what stimulates my thinking. 
It is my inspiration. But let me give you this. There are many people that are sitting in church that have said the Lord is my shepherd, but they're motivated by the wrong things. So we must be careful, and I know I'm not preaching to everybody today, but there's one here that I'm talking to, and he's, he stands behind this podium. I just took the pressure off of you. Now you can just relax. But I must be careful to ask myself what is motivating me when I say that the Lord is my shepherd. When I say that he will lead me, what is my motivation? Because, listen, we must be motivated for one reason. That I have fallen in love with Jesus. And this is not a popular message in this culture that we're in. Because everybody's talking about, well, if you know Jesus, you're going to have money in the bank. And you're going to have a nice car to drive and, and all of that. And, and, and all of that is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that is what is motivating you to say that he is your shepherd, you're missing the mark. You see, I am not motivated to be a Christian because of the blessings that he gives me. I'm not motivated because of the green pastures. I'm not motivated uh, because of the still waters. I am motivated because he is my shepherd. You see, if I don't understand the authority of the shepherd... I will not be able to fully comprehend the green pasture. If I don't fully understand the power of the shepherd and follow the shepherd like he's asked me to, I will never be totally satisfied when I come beside the still waters. But when I understand, or let me stop right there and let me give you some. Everybody remember Judas? Judas, y'all know Judas? Judas was the one that betrayed Jesus. You know, you know who I'm talking about now? He's the one that sold Jesus out. Listen, have you ever thought about that Judas followed Christ everywhere he went? Judas was present with almost every miracle that Jesus worked, but Judas was not motivated by Jesus. Judas was motivated out of his lust for money. Have you thought about that? I'll give you another example. The Bible says in the book of Exodus that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, that, that there was a mixed multitude that came out with him, with them. They didn't come out because they wanted the same God that Israel was serving. They came out because they had saw the blessings that the children of Israel had received. So you see there was wrong motivation. Luke chapter 15 tells the story of the prodigal son. And if you read in that story, you will soon discover that the prodigal son or the son that left was not motivated by his love for the Father, but he was motivated by his inheritance. Ooh, preacher. 
Boy, that's some good stuff there. Listen, I'm saying this because I believe that God wants to work a miracle in your life. I'm saying that because I believe that I'm talking to men and women this morning that you, your destiny is much, much greater than what you looked at in the mirror this morning. And I'm going to tell you that your destiny is much, much greater than what you tried to cover up with your makeup today because God has brought you here this morning because he's got a word to put into your life that will set you free, that will get... Because when you understand the power of the shepherd that I'm talking about, you won't need a Joe over here or a Susie over here to hook up with that will give you your life. You'll understand that if God be for me, who can be against me? Some of y'all think this morning, if you don't have a man around, you can't operate. If you don't have a woman around, you can't operate. Can I tell you something this morning? You don't understand the power of the shepherd. Because when you understand that he is my shepherd, they, listen, a man will just be a blessing or a woman will be a blessing. But the greatest blessing... I'm not telling you you need to get rid of your husband or your wife. I am telling you, if you got one in the house and he ain't your husband and he ain't your wife, you need to get them out and let God be your shepherd. Where did that come from? Listen. The shepherd, the power of the shepherd to lead. In John chapter 10, long about verse 7, Jesus revealed to his disciples that he was the shepherd. He said in verse 7, I send to you that I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear him. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when we get mixed up about this shepherd thing, we'll listen to every voice that comes around. But when you submit to the authority of the shepherd, all these other voices will be muted in your life, and the only voice that you can hear will be the shepherd that says, don't go there. Don't touch that. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with her. Don't pick that up. Don't let that come in your house. Don't let your children go there. Don't let your children listen to this. Turn that TV off. Turn that radio off. Get the Word of God. I know I'm in your living room, and I'm moving out, okay? Listen, Jesus said, that all that ever came before him were thieves and robbers. That's what the enemy wants to do. And listen, he will even allow you to continue to say, the Lord is my shepherd, and still be robbing you and still be stealing from your life. 
Because the shepherd, the relationship that I'm talking about is one that begins in here. Listen, you can fix your hair real pretty. You can put on good makeup. You can put on a two-piece or a three-piece suit, whatever you have. And you can put shine your shoes up and do all of that and look really good on the outside. And everybody around will think you are a man of God or you are a woman of God. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, let me be real with you. If you do all of that and you look good on the outside and the inside is still messed up, Friend, the inside will eventually mess up the outside. Listen, can I tell you something? You're not messed up because of what somebody done in your life. You're not messed up because of what somebody abused you or something like that. Yeah, that was terrible. It was awful and it was bad. But listen, here is the place today where God is saying make the decision that you will no longer be controlled and dominated by what some man or some woman did in your life. Understand that you need to shift that uh, out and understand that when God becomes the shepherd of your soul, soul that he cancels out all of that so no longer listen the devil is is the one that's going to try to remind you of all the mess that you did yesterday why because he wants to condemn you he wants to get you to thinking that you're worthless he wants to get you to believe that you're beyond the ability of God to help The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think, I think we're going to stop right there. Mr. Sandy, would you guys come? Listen, while they're coming, the Lord is, is my shepherd, and he leads me beside the still water. I was looking this past week. Did, did you know, uh, if you're an adult that's sitting here this morning, that your body weight, your body weight is made up of 60% water? That's the reason if you'll listen when you do, do that, you'll feel some sloshing. <laughs> because you are... Oh, pastors, because I forgot to take my Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> but you are 60%, your body weight is, is 60% water. If you're a baby, your body weight is 75% water. 
So what has that got to do with the shepherd? David wrote this psalm before there was any medical technology to understand that. But yet he wrote this as a revelation from what God was giving him. Because God was telling David, I will lead you beside the still water because I recognize that the body that I created is 60% of its body weight is made up of water. So I understand, David, that you will need water. I understand that you might can go without food for, for, for a good little while, but I recognize that you cannot survive without water. And while God was doing that, he gave us a little mechanism in our bodies that tells us that it is time to find some water. You know what it is? It's not complicated because I got it. It's very simple. It's called thirst. See, you don't know you need water until you get thirsty. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside the still waters. So when that low fuel light comes on in your body that is saying, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. If you ignore that, then what's going to begin to happen in your body is that your body is going to begin to dehydrate. Used to before I had a procedure on my heart that repaired a hole in my heart. I would dehydrate very fast. I could get outside and work, and I would come in, and I would be talking, and Judy was saying, get you some water. You're talking in that pitiful voice. Because my voice was real weak, because I was dehydrated. But what happens is that if we continue to ignore that warning light that's flashing, you are dehydrated. You need to find water. If we continue to ignore that, you know what one of the, one of the telltale signs of a person that's dehydrated is? Bad breath. Some of y'all said, there's a bunch of folks dehydrated. I can tell you that right now. It's bad breath. You might not be aware of it, but the people around you are. Y'all hold on to what I'm saying because I'm going to turn it around, all right? Another telltale sign of dehydration is headache get a headache you feel fatigued 
Another one is that you will be crying, but you will not be shedding tears. Then you begin to get muscle cramps. Another sign of dehydration is constipation. I'm not saying all this just to be funny. I'm being honest. I thought it was kind of funny, but anyway, I'm, I'm telling you because I want you to get what I'm saying. David said, the shepherd that I serve leads me beside the still waters. When the sheep is following the shepherd and refuses to follow, then he will go in search of water on his own. I was raised with cows and horses, and so I understand that if a cow gets thirsty, he will drink from any mud puddle around just to satisfy that thirst. Sheep will do the same thing. The last one in, in a line of 50 sheep will stop and drink water out of a mud hole that those before him have defecated in. He will drink water out of that because he is impatient, not willing to wait for the shepherd to get him to the living water. What happens is that when that takes place, it produces germs, it produces parasites, and all these things in that sheep's body. You see, there are those that perhaps are listening to me this morning, and I know I wasn't going to say this, but I, I've got to finish it that I've started it. There are those that are listening to me this morning, and because you have not submitted to the authority of the shepherd, you have drank from every pothole and every mud hole around you, thinking that it was going to satisfy you. But you walk away from that, sick. You walk away from it, and your thirst has not been quenched. You walk away from it, and you're wondering why your body feels so bad. It is because you have not allowed the shepherd to lead you beside the still water that flows abundantly, that is a fresh stream of living water. That is the reason that Jesus, in the book of John, stood that day and said, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink for I will give him that water of life that will flow freely. That is the reason that Jesus looked at the woman at the well and said, Lady, if you knew the water that I was offering to you, you would ask of me and I will give you a water that will satisfy you, that you'll never have to worry about uh, coming to a well again because you will be satisfied with the water that I give you. Go ahead and stand with me, please. Listen, the spiritual thirst that the shepherd quenches in our lives can only be quenched by him. 
there is, a, there is an emptiness in people's lives that the only way to feel that emptiness is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is not multiple ways to him. There is only one way to find Jesus. So I've given you some ammo. If you want to win your battle, first of all, make sure that the Lord is your shepherd. Secondly, submit your life to the authority of the shepherd. Thirdly, just follow him. Just follow him. Because when you begin to follow him, you will begin to experience the beauty of the blessings that he will bring into your life. So this morning, they're going to sing. I don't know what y'all are going to sing, but just go ahead and sing. I want you to stand with me, please. And I want, I want today to be a day like no other day in your life. Here's the thing. When I married my wife, we got married at Little River State Park. But when I married this woman, when I spent all that money on these things, I didn't take her back home and put her in the house and say, you stay here. I don't want anybody to know that we got married. No. I was so proud. She was my wife. She was everything to me. That's the reason that you see us together all the time. That's the reason that I would just reach over now and give her a kiss, but she would get upset with me if I did. The reason I say that is that when the Lord becomes your shepherd, ashamed don't be afraid to call him your shepherd such an awesome presence here this morning because I really believe today that there, there are those that, that God is, is speaking to you today. 
and with him speaking to you today. This day is going to be different from any other day because you're going to submit to the authority of the shepherd and you're going to begin to follow the shepherd. Where he leads, you will follow because you're tired of the mess. So this morning, Brother Ron has got a word he's going to share and then they're going to sing. And then I want to invite you to the altar. In the service, God had gave me the word distance. And you know, God would right here with somebody. And every time they push God this distance, the next time God was over there, then they were over there. God was moving. Well, on Mama and Daddy can't call you every Friday and Saturday and say, will you come to church? Will you be with us? And there's things in our life that we have to shake off. We have to put them aside. And it's been in my heart the whole time. And God made the move. And God, so I'm recognizing what God said. And I want you to recognize what God's saying to you. I could call your name. God's given me a name. But I won't do that. I'll let God deal with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, they're fixing to sing, but here's where we make the decision. I am going to make the decision today to make him the shepherd of my life. I am going to make the decision today to follow him and to let him lead me. I am making the decision today to break with every other influence in my life. Lord Jesus, from now on, you will be the influencer that guides my life. You are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. As they sing this morning, listen, I want you just to come. This gray area up here is where I want you to come. And what you're doing is you're letting everybody around you know I am making this decision today. I will never be the same. Don't expect me to be the same lady, the same man after I leave this place this morning. So as they sing, this altar's open. Listen, if you don't want to come up here by yourself, look over at your neighbor and say, hey, will you go with me to the altar? Because I really need to be introduced to the shepherd. Come on, let's sing.
Thank you, Father. my spirit this morning there's a cry and it's coming from somebody in this house it is weeping and crying because you've longed to have the joy of the Lord and the peace of God in your life You see people around you that are smiling and they're happy and you wonder, wow, could I ever get there? I, I wish you could see my heart. So I wish you could see my heart. Because there was a day that I was in your shoes. Oh, but thank God for His grace.